Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on Canada's Drag Race versus the World. Season one. Season one. Do you think there's going to be more? It's hard to tell. We can talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. Everyone, welcome back to another RuPaul's Drag Race. The only RuPaul's Drag Race podcast you really should be listening to. Even if we do say so ourselves, we don't yeah. have any reviews to back that yeah. up this week, Not this week. And uh, it's your fault. So if you're listening <laughs> and you haven't written a review, you're the reason why we've got nothing to say to back us up. Absolutely. What we do is we watch the show live one time through and then we just broadcast what we think and feel in that moment mm. why do we do that dr tom we just like our opinions to be um unadulterated um unaffected by the views of others you know we don't want to because every week even if you don't watch other review shows and stuff you know opinions seep into your consciousness don't they and we try and avoid that absolutely so we try to get out as quick as possible so our our opinions are our own and they're unfiltered and, in a way and they're just, just <laughs> uninformed they're just, they're just, yeah they're stupid they, um, we regret a lot of what we say absolutely but it is what it is mm-hmm. it's out there we can't do anything and about I, I've it I've said it before it's like you know, you know when I hate and I've said this many times but I mm-hmm. hate when people tell me about a movie especially if I'm going to go see it and then they tell yeah. me oh they're like oh it's really really good oh mm-hmm. you know what it's not as good as I thought it was not just that I mean the other day someone was talking about a sandwich that um, I really wanted to try <laughs> and then and then I was like okay uh, yeah, I'm going to go buy it on Saturday mm-hmm, after the gym mm-hmm. and then he said well it's a 6 out of 10 and I was like Oh, why? Why would you give me? Why that would you tell me that? Because now I'm gonna go and experience that, knowing it's a six out of ten. Was that the Derek sandwich? Yes, that was a. Derek that was not a six out of ten. It wasn't, but like that I, was I like an eight or nine. That, it was really I, good. But I don't like it when people. But it, but it does affect my experience, which is the big reason why we do it this way. The big reason why we watch it. Uh, and then broadcast immediately without hearing what other people say, think um, about situations because we want our opinions to be our own. That's the main reason. That's the main reason. That's the biggest reason. Yeah. And it's really nice because we often get compliments on how quickly you get the show out there. Yeah. But Paolo, how are you today? Tom, um, I'm good. I think there's a bug going around. There is a bug going around because I have had the flu this week. Everyone's, everyone, Tom and I, we're on uppers, downers and candy corn. <laughs> I mean, we are, we, <laughs> so if you shake us, we rattle. Tom's got a lovely concoction in front of him. He's mm-hmm. got, I've on, got a Lemsip Max Strength with a Prosecco Chaser. <laughs> So it's a really lovely combination, really warms the heart, you know. It's like you're going from like a really, really hot lemon and then you're sipping That's on a cold the experience, it's the yeah. contrast, yeah. you know. It's like um, being in Scandinavia and going for a sauna, then jumping into the snow. Tom, that's what we call classy. You uh, are classy because, because you I are. I am. You are classy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, re- I'm really, really hoping you're not going to catch anything as because I, I i've not been off work but i've had to work from home all week and this is my first day of feeling okay you can probably hear it in my voice but um uh you know this my stick is <laughs> i sound like vp yeah you stick on me but baby <laughs> that's what it is it's also been quite an exciting week for drag race announcements because we've had the cast announcement for season 15 and just to touch on something you said a minute ago there's going to be something new called global all-stars now do you have any particular thoughts about that or thoughts about what it might be because details are scarce isn't it already happening well i think think and i've had is it, a is it on... something like canada versus the world kind well, of and uk global? Versus, 
the impression seems to be that perhaps um, the versus the world bits that have been done by like BBC and Crave, I guess, were kind of pilots for a version of International All Stars. And now, well, Drag Race has apparently now moved to MTV from VH1, right? Yes. Um, I don't know if All Stars is going with it, um, but the idea is now that's going to be the 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 pilots are out of the way and this is going to be the inverted commas proper global all stars i guess oh. with more contestants more money thrown at it um not to dismiss these seasons because the contestants have been fab but um yeah that's good. so but what i want to see is proper representation from every branch of the franchise because we've seen like uk canada us really heavily overrepresented we've never had anybody from i know they're relatively newer but italia espania France, Holland. Uh, we did well, we have Holland. Holland. We had Holland in the last one. Um, we have had Thailand, but um, only a judge, not a contestant. Uh, Philippines. Um, we've only just had our first down under contestant. Uh, you know, I'm probably missing some, but yeah, I just want to see broader representation from all the different branches of the franchise really. and global. And then after that, they're going to do intergalactic. Yeah, uh, where absolutely. It's, um, Earth versus God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, RuPaul is she is milking this cash cow. RuPaul is riding this pony to, she is, to, the, to the finish line, and, and good on her. Yeah, nobody knows where the finish line is, but there RuPaul is, is riding there is, there is the, the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. Tell me what your thoughts on the season fifteen cast. Yes. Now I don't, you know, to be honest, I haven't yet looked at it, and you uh, know what, we're yeah. gonna be, we soon, we will become the experts. I mean, mm-hmm. once we get into mm-hmm. the season, yep. we just, you know, it, it just happens. But there's only three people. There's only three of the cast that I know of. Go Two on. of them, Sugar and Spice, I know through TikTok, and then these. Yes. And then uh, let me just. In the in the most simplest description, and this is you know this is just how I saw them, mm-hmm. um, and and I can't wait to watch it because you know the beauty about drag race is that we get to see behind the performer, yeah, we get to see the vulnerability, we get to see the humor, we get to see what else they can do in their stories. But on surface level, on the TikTok level, they're just how they present are two cute twinks um, who are also gorgeous drag queens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, that's ripe for a social media queen storyline, which is one we've seen play out time and time again. But also, they'll have the, they're, they're genuine biological siblings, aren't they? That's the first for Drag Race. Is it? Oh, I, didn't I think they're twins. I think they're actual twins. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I just, I just, just they, they pop up on my, on my TikTok mm. now and then. But that's a first. And the, the name on everybody's lips is who you're going to say next, isn't it? Three, two, one. Sasha, Sasha Colby. Colby. Now, Without even knowing who Sasha Colby is, me, mm-hmm. I've I've definitely heard mm-hmm. her name. I've well, definitely I know that she exists. Sasha Colby's name's been been spoken yes many a times. She's a former Miss Continental. Um, so that'd make her the fourth, I think. Miss Brooklyn Heights, Nisha Lopez, Nisha Lopez, Vanessa Van Cartier. Vanessa Vincartier and now now Sasha Colby ah. they've all been winners of has but also is Nisha Lopez the winner as the guy as a guy is there a no, guy no, she, she won as a girl oh, okay. but she is doing male beauty pageants now okay yeah yeah but so very exciting um, Sasha obviously also mother of Kerry Colby so nice I love when we see you know families and dynasties playing out through Drag Race the thing is now I have to ask you this quickly Sasha Colby is a name mm-hmm. she is a name for example from what I understand mm-hmm. Sasha Colby is for example if 
Coco Peru. Someone like Coco Peru was to come on the show, meaning yeah. I feel she has more to lose than to gain when she's putting her career and reputation in the hands of story producers. Mm-hmm. That's just what I feel. It's a big risk because let's be honest, sometimes um, they don't treat veterans the best sometimes sometimes i guess if we think of our previous miss continentals we've got a winner there we've got a runner-up who got her own branch of the franchise to host uh, but we did get an early out who we are rumored to be seeing again very soon mm. on an all-star season um so definitely a mixed bag i i hope she's given the respect she deserves but it'll just depend on her performance at the end of the day won't it mm. i'm sure she is a multi-talented queen given her reputation um, a couple of others I already follow, Lux Noir London, really talented performer, uh, and Irene Dubois, who I started following because I think she made things for Bosco oh, great. on her se- season. Uh, amazing looks from her. So I'm excited to see queens that I already follow up there. I've noticed a couple of other names that um, there's a there's a Brooks in there who must be from the... Um, the Atlanta Nicole Brooks. Nicole Page Brooks And Shauna family. Brooks. Where's, where, where's my three by four of Shauna Brooks? Somebody took my three by four of Shauna Brooks. Um, Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'd love to see her in an All-Stars, actually. I would like to see her return. She must be one of the uh, tiny minority of season two girls who have not seen on an All-Stars. Nearly all the rest of them have been. But yeah, um, looking forward to watching the promos and the Meet the Queens properly, getting a feel for them. But, you know, what... I don't know, like, that's all our opinion for now, really, isn't it? Exciting, exciting. Exciting. Mm. Um, Of course, we'll be covering it. It's the flood. Oh, it's the biggest cast ever as well. 16 queens. Well, I feel that it's 16 queens now, so they're not going to do too many no one goes homes. Well, that's kind of what they did on the last season because VH1 demanded a certain number of episodes. So Mm. we had that many non-elimination episodes. Um, I don't know if MTV will be the same. I don't know. Well, I don't know if they were planning on moving to MTV while they were creating it. Too many non-elimination episodes start to smell of production interference. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see how they play it. Yeah. Also, also, if you're in the UK, you've been living in ice. It has been frozen. Mm. It has. Mm. I mean, I walked outside to... You know what? Everyone who doesn't know snow, to people who don't experience <laughs> a snow the way that they do here in the UK... Because I never experienced it when I lived in New Zealand. It looks beautiful from your window. <laughs> you look outside and you see like frost-tipped trees and cars and on the on the roofs of houses. You see the mm-hmm. you see this beautiful snow coming down. You see the lovely white snow glazing the concrete Ooh, paths. Beautiful. You know, you see it mm. like you see it like touch. You like, see it gently like a touch. Card. Yeah, like, yes. it, it just frostly. Mm. Gently crisps over the plants outside, and it looks so nice. And then you have to walk outside. I, I was doing. I was, I was dancing on ice. I was doing Disney <laughs> dance. I was Disney skating on ice outside the Esda. I was. I was. I was Jimbo. Like lip, I was Jimbo lip singing against Pangina. <laughs> Seriously, I, I. When I tell you that I was like doing like a whole like you know you're not home alone. Yeah. Where he walks down the mm-hmm. the 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 icy stairs and he's yeah. like trying to get his balance. That was me. And the thing is like it's so embarrassing because everyone's like looking but trying not to look. And I was like, oh, this is so humiliating. Bless you. <laughs> Just quickly while you're on home alone. Landon Sider put up this amazing look um, as Joe Pesky 
from uh from home alone but using prosthetics to do like a burning scalp thing oh. really really landon cider is such a drag technician they're amazing i mean landon cider is another example of a queen who didn't just win a king but dom- a, a king who mm-hmm. dominated Absolutely. this season we knew landon was gonna win really want to catch up with dracula titans as well uh, I know they've got to the finale. I've kind of spoiled it for myself, but I really want to watch it. Oh, we can. Yeah. You know. Oh, no, I really want to. I think probably when Canada versus... I'm catching up with Italia season two as well. Yeah. Um, so far, less shenanigans than season one. Justice for Enorma Jean. Maybe she'll Always. come back for Global. I would love to see Enorma Jean on a Global. <clears throat> Excuse <clears throat> me. Oh, that was a bit smoky. You can expect a few more of those. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um... I think we should get into should the episode. Into it, yeah. Yep. Mm. Okay, girls are coming into the workroom. We're reminded of can. the double save. Now, we, no one uh, went home because of Isis self-eliminating. Yeah. Bendela creaming herself. We spoke about it extensively last week, um, sending so much heartfelt love to Isis. Uh, complete respect for her decision. Um, and again... We don't need to go over it because we spoke about it extensively last week. It's, it's been great to see the outpouring of love for her online this week. And although I'm sorry that she's been through that, I'm glad she made such a positive decision for herself. And I'm also glad that the, the show is now more supportive of queens deciding to leave and not framing them as quitters or anything like that. I feel like that's such a good step forward. There is a bit more information that we have found out about this elimination um, through Roscoe's, through online social media. That's right, yeah. Would you care to um, indulge our audience? Well, I'm just trying to bring it to mind now. Um, The main thing was in Roscoe's... um, She did stop herself before spilling too much. Yes, the, the most telling bit, I think. What did Isis say? It was something to the effect of, yeah, she felt a lot of pressure from production... You're the you're the main Canadian left now. We need you here to go to the end, that kind of thing. So given the frame of mind that Isis was in, coming in as a winner and already feeling a lot of pressure and already, as she explained, having been on the drag race treadmill a lot, it seemed like additional pressure was being put on her by production. Not that she needed a push because she was p- p- performing phenomenally well, but implying you kind of guaranteed at the end sort of thing. I think that was the implication she was giving. I could be getting that wrong. But, you know, even if that was going on, she was performing beautifully and she didn't need any kind of push or favoritism. Um, But she stopped herself there because I think she knew she'd be in breach of contract if she went further. She's said several times, I'll speak about it sometime in the future, probably when her NDA expires. Um, But they're pretty watertight, those NDAs. I'm sure they last a long time. Um, But yeah, so Isis definitely has a story to tell. Uh, about her experiences mm. Mm. so the girls are in the workroom we find out i mean we predicted with regards to you know the lipsticks being chosen remember it was silky versus victoria and the mm-hmm. lip sync um we suspected that if silky won, she'd save her american sister yeah raja mm-hmm. and then we assumed as well that if Victoria won, mm-hmm. she would choose her UK sister to stay, and that was Vanity Milan. Because when we thought about it, there wasn't that much to tell between the two of them. Like Vanity had a win, but Raja has been in the top two. Um, and But we thought that Raja performed better 
on the day. Yeah. Uh, but... They have both... Well, first of all, we'll start with Victoria. Victoria mm-hmm. did say, you know, Vanity, I, I did choose you. I hope this lights a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, which confuses me because if you're... For, for example, here, this is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is Canada versus the world. So it's kind of implied that it's a country versus country. It is my country versus yours. Like the Olympics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You go there with your team. And if you can't eliminate someone, you should always eliminate the other country. It just seems, hey, that they're just doing best friends race, which, you know, it's up to them how they do it. But I, I'm just trying to... I just want to remind them that you're fighting for your country. <laughs> but I guess also it's it's every girl for herself. It's only it's only that crown is going to rest on one hand at the end of the day. Yeah, but the the more of your the more that you have there of your mm. um, peoples, your peoples, um, yes. the more you know the, the more chances you have of winning. But um, yes, and then and then we see Silky throw. Um, I mean, I, I, you can correct me, Tom, if I'm if I'm going to say what I'm going to say. She threw the mental health card, um, she... which I feel that a lot of people do. Not people just on the show, but a lot of people in general. I think uh, you, you're one of them, Tom. I, I think, think you use that on me a bit wander- too much. You're wandering into dangerous territory <laughs> now. But um, what I would say about that, it was a little bit of a BB moment. It was an out of respect for Day- Adela moment. Um, Silky explained that she was going through it emotionally and was hoping she wouldn't have to reveal it. To her credit, I think in that moment, she was actually trying to spare Vanity's feelings in front of everybody else because she did go up to her afterwards and explain, I did choose your lipstick. But I think it was really sensitive of Silky not to do that in front of everybody else and spare Vanity her her feelings and any embarrassment. I do want to say that Vanity Milan's reaction to being chosen by both of the queens is just very mature oh very mature very classy i loved vanity in this moment she was very much kind of okay okay i can take that feedback um i'm just gonna let it light a fire under my ass it doesn't change how i feel about you i still love you i know i know what this means i know that doesn't mean anything more Mm -hmm. than just you had to choose a name and that's what it was i just thought her reaction was just brilliant i thought it was just this is a nice side she'd have been perfectly within her rights to feel her and she may well have done but she didn't want to share that by by either party you know victoria her british sister silky her girl group sister who she's built a bond with um but yeah i agree with you i thought her um her reaction was really mature i i and this is me i would have felt betrayed if someone if, if i was going with someone um and not only in my not just my season but if we're both representing our country i would have felt a bit of betrayal mm-hmm. regardless if i did the worst that week there would have been something so um and what i'm saying is that vanity is much more mature than <laughs> more mature than i am because i would have gone off i would have been i was motherfucking ready <laughs> i would have been that kind of moment <laughs> now okay let's discuss the maxi challenge this week the maxi challenge is they have to follow in the footsteps of Canadian spy stars as they become international agents in the new blockbuster movie trailer, Spy Queens. Now, the Spy Queens tells a story of five badass spy sisters who, when things get squirrely, band together to save the mother token world. Ooh. It's not just an acting challenge, it's an action challenge oh wow now because victoria won the previous week the lip sync Mm -hmm. she gets to choose the roles oh congratulations victoria 
Is this payback for Raja? Raja, what role do you want? Okay, well, you're not going to get it. Okay. No, I just feel like that's what's best for the show. I think that's what's best for the group is that you don't do that role. Actually, that's a role I wanted. Yeah. It's actually the last one she wanted. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what she wants. It seems that Victoria um, is going to be quite mature as well about how she delegates the roles. And she, she was. It was. Well, you know, go on. Sorry, you go on. No, there was only one role that I think... No, there was two roles. There was the lip sync assassin role that originally Vanity wanted, and then Silky wanted it as well. And again, Victoria gives it to Silky. I just, I'm, I just feel... If I was Vanity, I'm like, hey, first of all, bitch, you you choose my lipstick. Now you don't want to give me the role that I'm asking so I can prove that I want to, you know, so I can prove myself. Mm. I've told you this is the role that I I will be successful in mm-hmm. and you haven't given it. And so I'll be in my feelings. Yeah. I think there were a couple of roles that just seemed quite unpopular and nobody really wanted. Um, but I think Vic- Victoria did her best while also taking advantage of her role as as. Uh, casting director and giving herself the role that she really wanted. Mm. That was really funny. When she was like, "Yeah, I'm sure it says here somewhere um, it's a uh, British lesbian, fat lesbian, yeah, with British accent, with British accent." Yeah, that's, 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 that seems like it's for me. Now, Victoria is again the wild card. We have not seen her in an acting challenge, but mm-hmm. I just think she's going to knock this out of the park. I, yeah, I agree. She's theatrical. She's funny. I just think, yeah, I completely agree. With she's you. got an empty background. Mm-hmm. And also, she's culling everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she's culling everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, she's doing so well. She's great. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's slaying. Yeah. Makes me wonder what, how different UK season three yeah, season three, would have yeah. been had she stayed. I really do feel she would have made it to the very top, if not one. I think she'd have done really well. Just seeing what she's doing here yeah. against queens who have done it twice before, mm-hmm. against queens who have already been through the whole process. Yeah. Seeing how she's holding herself, she's how she's holding up against them. She's killing it. I mean, her and Silky right now are leading the way. They are, in terms of power ranking, they're killing the game. Yeah, I guess when I think about season three and who her main competition would have been, like in terms of other girls who were capable of being funny and great performers, you know, it was really kind of Kitty and Ella. Um, mm-hmm. So just, yeah, I completely agree with you. It makes you wonder how the rest of that season would have gone if she'd, if she'd um, stuck around. Now, Silky, now I'm just going to have a quick, uh, a quick, blast to the past about their previous mm. okay. challenges yeah. in in the acting realm yeah, flashback. flashback silky flashback. silky in her season in her original season season 11 did yeah. the get out parody yeah do you know the um with the teaspoon good god girl get out good god go get out and yeah. She, yeah all i really remember was what's the tea christine what's the tea mm. um i I think she was safe for that, wasn't she? But I do remember Michelle getting frustrated with the whole uh, production taking ages. And she was like, I think they'll have to do a lot of takes. And she was like, come on, guys, we've got to wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the poor girls, it was like the second episode. None of them had been in an acting scenario like that before. So, you know, you've got to give them some leeway. Now we have Rita, Rita Beggar. They had the heritage, the heritage moments yeah. acting challenge, where she played the butch nurse. Mm-hmm. She actually did a quite a good. Uh, she did a very good job in Canada season one. I thought she this. was great. Um, yeah, she was safe and lemon. 
won that episode. I thought the judging was off that episode, to be honest. Just that episode? <laughs> you don't know why I singled that one out. Just that episode, right. the judging was off for Canada's Drag Race Season 1? So interesting, though, because Rita was often accused of, well, we've said it, of getting a bit of a push in Canada Season 1. But that episode where I felt like she really deserved to win, she mm. wasn't even she wasn't even high. I just feel like the producers, even if the producers had an agenda of getting her to the finale, mm. they should have allowed it to happen naturally because yeah. she could have got there on her own and not like pick the episodes that they will push her. Yeah. Because then there were times, there were quite a few times where she was given the win where it was questionable. There were very few times when she actually deserved to be in the bottom two. It was just some of the wins that are questionable. So she probably would have got there anyway. Exactly. Just like with a different win ratio, probably. Vanity Milan, do you remember her as um, Baby Yolo? I remember being really pleasantly surprised uh, at how good she was as Baby Yolo. She pulled off the age-old drag race trick of being good as a disembodied head. You know, she was up there with... Your very... mother strops back to now. <laughs> Not quite vivacious standard, <laughs> but certainly uh, Tyra Sanchez standard poor LMA <laughs> Darian Lake was another fab one mm-hmm. uh, Tatiana she wasn't as good as Tyra uh, but yeah no she was great she was really really good Raja Raja why Raja, gotta Raja. be Black Panther and that was in her season 7 I just remember her being Raja in that which I always love to see I can't remember her in that She one. was safe for that, I, I think. can't remember that actual, that whole thing, that whole it play. Was, it was a lot to do to one episode because there was still like 14 girls, two acting challenges, so hard to like, I can remember some of the ones who were good, like Sugar, um, Scarlet Envy and Evie. Mm. Um, but oh, every- oh, and... Um, and Mercedes. Oh, of course. Upperland. You own everything. But you know what? You're being very shady right now because you did not mention Gahanna Montrese's name and she will not forgive you for that. <laughs> Remember when she bring it up in the um, Girl. up in the reunion? Yeah. Hi, I'm still here. I'm still here, everyone. It was like, hi, um, I'm kind of... I think Gahanna is kind of forgotten in that scene, but she um she was dancing her ass she, she off was in the background and people go back and watch that opulent scene and you yeah. can see her like doing her vogue doing her hands really whipping hard. her hair she yeah. was working her ass off and she was like not nodding bobbing bobbing yeah, yeah, and weaving yeah. bobbing and weaving she was really good so yes she has a right she has a right to show her color <laughs> at their reunion right to be okay pressed. she has a right to be mad yeah, yeah. opulent over here and then we also had Raja quite recently in All Stars, um, their American horror story, Coven Girls, where she played the Sarah Paulson character. Now, mm-hmm. what, are, what are your memories about that? I remember us being really excited for that challenge because we loved American Horror Story, Coven and Apocalypse. Obviously, they, they involved the same characters. And being on the whole a little bit disappointed by the lack of, like, it was clear a lot of the queens hadn't seen American Horror Story and that's not their fault. Um, I didn't really get the characters. And I think Raja was one of those characters she did not give. I think I think Sarah Paulson's kind of hard to play. I think she's got her own quality, but whatever it was, she was nowhere near it. Yeah. She was the two-headed twin. Well, she was the conjoined twin with uh, Trinity K. Bonet doing Angela Bassett, wasn't she? Tom, I mean, I think so. I just, I just I remember, a lot going on that episode. I, I remember her playing 
her that Sarah Paulson character more like a child. She's more more whiny. like a like a whiny little little girl, and, and but wasn't really capturing the naive sense of and like the striving and trying to keep the coven together and like was, all the virtuous qualities kind of thing and it, sacrificing myself for the coven. It might just be in the way it was written. It might have just been terrible writing. Oh, that sounds more correct. That sounds more correct. That sounds absolutely it's probably correct. more about Raja not having much to work with. Yeah. Knowing this, who do we expect to do well in this scene? Even though I have no evidence to place this on Vicky. Yeah, um, I think Victoria's going to do and, well. And Rita. Yes, and Rita and Silky and and Vanity and Raja. I think, and Raja. Yeah, I that's think all this of is. Them. I think this is going to be good. Okay, we've got. Do you know what? Raja's really good at being Raja. Like, if, yeah, I don't like. I wouldn't want Raja to be anyone else. I would go to see Raja's a Raja show. Mm-hmm. To see Raja, because I, I love her essence. I love yes. everything about her. You know, her humor, the way she talks, everything about her is just so amazing. It's so it's so funny, and it's oh, just completely she, agree. You know, so I mean, yeah, she doesn't need to play anyone else when she is her own character, and I, I and I love that absolutely. I think while I think I got good expectations for this episode, um, we'll see what the script's like, but I think the performances will be good. I think if I'm thinking about a rough top two off the top of my head, I'm thinking probably Victoria and Rita. Okay. But we'll see. All right, let's talk Spy Queens. Uh, We've just seen (laughs) the movie on the Mexi stage. Well, it was a trailer. It wasn't the full movie. So presumably... That was a long-ass trailer. (laughs) That was a long-ass trailer. In classic Drag Race style, I think the Queens did a great job of elevating... Bad writing. Nonsensical material. I I agree. I yeah, agree. Yeah. But for me, there was a standout. There was one who was an absolutely magnificent comedic actress. Go on. Um, it was Vicky, Vicky Scorn. Vicky it was, it was a really, easy. really good actor. I mean, we've obviously we heard that she is musical theatre trained. And actually, there was a really sad moment when she was talking to Silky about, um, you know... Uh, I guess fat phobia basically in the acting industry and how she was dropped by her agent really soon after being signed. And uh, Silky spoke of similar struggles in, in accessing different opportunities as well. But I'm so glad that through her current career, she's reaching such a wide audience. And we're seeing she's a fab actress. She's like, I just wrote like, she's like really professional. Mm. Yeah. A lot of the times in the industry, mm-hmm. there's, only space for for example there's only a certain amount of spots for certain types of people for Mm -hmm. example for a black person for Mm -hmm. the the gay funny person for the latina comedian i guess for the fat girl at one point willem was an example of hoovering up all the like in inverted commas drag or trans parts wasn't she yeah 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 like she she joked about it, didn't she she played it like a a drag or trans hooker on every iteration of csi mm. and ncis and everything yeah. yeah so what we what we saw here is an example of there's just i mean uh, you can even look at the modeling industry and mm-hmm. tyra's I mean, tyra says it a lot there was only one space for one black model at the time and that was naomi and so it was very hard for another black um model to break into the industry I mean, there was in mind, but then I think that it was there was only certain amount of spots, mm-hmm. and then they say for, for even for acting, there's um there's only allowed to be one fat funny girl. 
I mean, and, and yeah. then they, they invest it all into that person until someone else comes about. For the for the singing role, there can only be only one fat. Like Lizzo is a good example. She mm. is right now that person filling that spot. We, we see it in every aspect of media, really, don't we? Um, yeah, li- just limited opportunities for people who diverge away from, I guess, in inverted commas, what is deemed acceptable and desirable or whatever you, you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it was sad to hear of both Vicky and Silky speaking of their struggles there. But how wonderful to see this fab little acting job she did here. I experienced that too, Tom. Me and my fellow people, thank mm. you. Um, there was only one brown spot. There was only mm. one, like in New Zealand, there was only, like, there had to be one brown person. And that person would always get the role. The same guy would get the role mm. every time. And it was just so frustrating. It's just like, oh, and it's, it's not like it's when not, you're in hairspray. Yeah. Yeah. As the, the person that they cast for seaweed was cast before auditions. Mm-hmm. So no one had a chance of getting the lead role in the musical because he was already, and he had just come off Mamma Mia. Yeah. Like, you know, with the same director, he mm. just it got given that role. He was, it was just like, you had to wait for that person to leave, or you—I don't know what you had to do, but it was—it was, it was it's bad. Isn't I, it? I feel you, is what I'm saying. I feel really you, bad. girl. I feel you, and it sucks. Mm. But um, but look where you are now on Drag Race with the worst writing in the world, <laughs> making make, but elevating bad material. So we thank you is. for that, Victoria. No, she had some really funny moments. So you, were, oh, you were cracking up. I was cra- the dolphin noise. Yeah, I just—you know what's hilarious, and I and I say this with. With so much love, the the beauty about Vicky's acting is that she knows it's funny, but she plays as though it's not. Like she she doesn't yeah. acknowledge the humor, and yeah. that's what makes it so much funnier. And it, that was the there was a difference with, and I keep saying this, but the difference of Ice is that Ice knew when she said something funny, and she'd kind of like play along to play to that humor and like laugh along with everyone but saying, Victoria "Yeah, resists that God, temptation. I'm you know like oh God, I'm funny, like you know she should play she'll play to that humor, mm. but." Victoria would do something funny and she doesn't acknowledge it. And, and there's something about that uh, that makes it better. That mm-hmm. makes it good. And it was also the how she um, echoed the ocean. Yeah, no, there are lots of... And the, the Brooklyn and Brad kind of spitting bit was very, very good as well. It was very friends. Mm-hmm. Remember Joey? The, yeah, the episode yeah, yeah, of Joey? Yeah. Um, how he had that gig with the other guy in the army. It was uh, Gary, the, Gary Oldman, wasn't it? Was it? And yeah. he kept spitting oh, the tuna and salmon, yeah, yeah, yeah. pasta, tuna and pasta. <laughs> oh, this is really good. I, I love a picture of my wife, Paulette, in your pack. That <laughs> was so good. <laughs> oh, genius, genius. Everything about Vicky Scorn was genius. I loved her beginning was, to end. She is an, she's definitely the winner this week. I think Victoria is fantastic. Um, she was the one who came across as like uh, the most professional actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, who else stood out for you, um, if anyone? I, th- I think the for me the there was one clear standout, and that was Vicky Scorn. And now if I look at other performances that I thought did well, mm-hmm. I would like to place um, Rita up there, Rita Bagger up there. I think Rita's a really good comic actress. I think she's got a really distinct style. Yeah, and it's the same style. It's as the only go and do the one style you got. <laughs> when it comes to a silly drag race skit, she applies the right energy, though. 
Mm. So it's it's definitely here in its place. She chose the kind of matriarch character. She was mother. It's right up her alley. Nobody else. Mother of the house. Nobody yeah. else wanted it anyway. She was silly. She was high energy. She committed to it a hundred percent. I thought Rita was good. Yeah. Um. I also really enjoyed Raja. Now I know Raja was Raja, a hundred percent in this but i really enjoy raja i think raja being raja was okay here i think it was she didn't need to be anyone else raja was awesome as body yoddy yoddy um I, i'm saying that the judges might criticize her for that however i'm saying i thoroughly enjoyed her absolutely i'm, I'm putting raja up there as well tom i'm I with th- you i think i am too like she had some really f- it's just the energy she brings like from the moment she walked in and just like her, her raja voice and her mannerisms and stuff just give me life she is chris tucker in drag she really she has got that quality she is she? chris tucker and mm. drag yeah I and I I live for it and I love it. I just love I just love Raja. I think she's fab. She's fab. Raja, Raja, Raja. <laughs> so that leaves um Silky and Vanity. Do you have yeah. any particular thoughts you want to share? Um Silky didn't do a bad job. I don't think Vanity did a bad job. Um I'd but agree they, were, they weren't bad. No, I I think I think if people were to pick up on things, there were some moments where it looked like she was thinking and it was only a brief Vanity specifically. Yeah, mm. brief miller moment in which that was yeah. the case. But um, besides that, I think that she did a, a solid good job. I would agree. Yeah. She was solid. She wasn't bad at all. Um I just don't think Acting 100% comes as naturally to vanity as, or perhaps she's not had as, as much opportunity to practice as some other people here. One thing I will say about vanity is that she, um, I don't know if she missed them, but she didn't play certain drag race kind of in jokes the way I expected them to be played. So she had two lines. One was, uh, you never saw it coming, which is an obvious reference to Eve 6000. Not so, the iconic, the iconic and Eve 6000. legendary Eve 6000. The mother of the house of 6000. Yeah. She um, owns all the numbers, mama. She, she, owns, she owns every number mama. up to 6000. <laughs> um, and, you know, Maybe Tracy could have directed her differently. Maybe she didn't want to be too literal about it, but I think it would have been funnier if she'd sung it. And you never saw her coming, baby. And picked her prop back up again and put it back on her head and thrown it again. It would have been funny, right? She was throwing off a moustache, but she should have had the, the nose. Yeah. Like, where yeah, yeah. was the nose? The clown nose. The clown right. nose. Uh, the or wig, the wig. The wig that was dropped, put back on your put head back and thrown on. away again. Throw- <laughs> you know, iconic. <laughs> Iconic. I, I love, I love. She also got the, um, your, your lifestyle looks like bath a bit as well. Obviously the reference to Jimbo in Untucked in season one, that could have been played a lot more kind of like, because Jimbo was proper, she was like a spitting cobra in that moment. She was really going for it and tearing poor Rita a new one. I don't know. I'm probably being picky there. It's just, I, I love ja- those drag race in joke moments. Yeah. Um, I hear you. I hear you. Sil- Silky was p- perfectly good. I felt like she didn't get a lot of lines or a lot of screen time. Yeah. For someone who has such a big personality, you'd mm. know if they had much screen time. Yeah. I don't think she did get much. And the amazing part that she was supposed to be doing the Kung Fu, which I thought was quite comedic, in which yeah. they brought in, obviously, the stunt person to do the stunts what? for her. Yeah, Tom, believe it. They at least could have given that stunt person the same weave. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To, you know, to, to add into the humor that this I d- is... I guess the gag was it was so shoddy and they were just doing it with just like the, the pink head wrap. I, sh- I think that I still think that the weave should have been there. Mm. 
But no, Silky didn't get much moment at all. She didn't get much airtime, and that's not her fault. Question. Tell me what you think. Question. Tell me what you think. Would they have got that stunt person in if Vanity was the lip sync assassin queen? Yeah. Would they? That was the whole joke. They they said right at the beginning that whoever had that role would be replaced by a stunt person in one point. point. I think think Vanity could have done all of that. She could have spun. I think Silky could have, actually. Silky can move. Yeah, they should have got her to do more. They should have used her more. Yeah. Thinking about it now, she, yeah. she wasn't used enough there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that, those are my thoughts. I thought it was it was it was cute. It was cute with an obvious standout and some good performances by Rita and um, Raja. Raja, but an okay. excellent one by Vicky. Yeah. yeah. So look at the runway. The category is Y two K. Is that it? Y two K Club Kid. Y2K Club Kid. Now, for all the... No, you know what? If you don't know what your Y2K is, you are on the wrong podcast. Well, <laughs> you, are, I, you are too young. There is too much youth in your skin right now. It's interesting, though, because like I think of Club Kids, like the Club Kids, I guess, with a capital C and a capital K, as being more of a early 90s New York kind of phenomenon. You know, that kind of Amanda Lepore, Michael A, like James St. James... Richie Rich type of set, or like Lee Bowery, mm-hmm. again, very much 80s, 90s. But Y2K is a different twist in it. So I'm, I guess I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm probably showing my ignorance. Um, but anyway. I just think Club Good, and then I think Y2K. Okay, but I'm, I guess what I'm hoping for is like artistic statement pieces mm. um, that are more hip and... I think what the, when they say Y2K, I'm I'm thinking they're thinking the thousands, the year 2000s. Okay. So the club kid in the year 2000, because that's what Y2K that's what is. I mean, it's a bit of a juxtaposition in terms of time period. But anyway, I'm going to get over that. Yeah. Um, shall we admire the looks? Yes. Yeah. So first up, we have... Hold on. First of all, first of all, do you remember the Y2K Millennium Bug? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? I remember everybody getting really overexcited and thinking the world was going to end at midnight on 1999. People were creating like basements. They were, they were making basements from where I'm from. They were, they were buying canned goods. They thought like they were nuclear weapons were be accidentally launched or something. Something about the Millennium Bug, like something was going to happen to all the computers. Because computers wouldn't understand or something. I remember crying to my mum mm. as a little child, as a young child. I remember oh, no. crying saying, I'm going to miss my mum. I'm going to miss you. And my mum just looking at me like, you're an idiot. Oh, no. Like, she like my mom does not do emotion oh no you know she as she was just looking at me like i was like she didn't understand and she, i think she even said it and you know she was like eh, eh, what you <laughs> honestly like, thought the world was gonna win yes because everyone thing. was saying and you're young and everyone in the neighborhood was saying it was gonna end and all this all this all this just it was fair it was when people was, saying like oh the mayan calendar told us the world's yeah. gonna end as well I mean, it's so... Because obviously we're so heavily invested in the Mayan calendar on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, it's it's gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now let's get into some looks. We're starting off with Rita Bagger. I think this is a really fun look from Rita that I do actually think sells the club kid theme. Is this the most tasteful, fashionable look I've ever seen? No. Is it fun, flamboyant, and high concept? Yes. Um, and so she's going with the kind of time theme uh, coming out in this giant, like, hourglass case. It's very elaborate. Um, it's not often you see queens bring out something quite that elaborate. Queen's short of Shangela, I will say. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, I mean, the dress itself is quite simple. It's kind of a spandex, uh, pink, vaguely fishtaily number, isn't it? With these uh, fluorescent green balls on it. But um, she's got the gag and stuff. And as a performance, it comes together. It, it, does, it does feel something like something Club Kitty to me. Yeah, I got Club Kid. I got club quit from it. And um, let us not forget that boxes aren't the only thing that make it onto this runway. We have had a cocoon. We've had a cocoon. A cocoon. We've had okay. a cocoon. We've had a cocoon. Thank you, know, you like Jasmine. Butterfly comes out of a cocoon. <laughs> um, I, I agree. It's a fun look. It's yeah. a fun look. Yeah. Let's move on to Vanity Milan. So Vanity isn't necessarily giving me club kid, but who am I to dictate? what fits into that category so she walks out in a kind of i mean to me it's very batman-esque the basic you know bodice of the it's very like 90s timber and batman molded chest piece kind of thing isn't it right and then but she's got like these yellow gloves i guess batman does sometimes have little yellow highlights doesn't he his, his logo is yellow and then there's the headpiece that's a bit kind of Pikachu. I don't like the tiny pieces of hair sticking out, by the way. I feel like it's like Thor in the gospel choir. My favourite part church? is the cape. My favourite part is the voluminous inflating cape that's giving us Missy Elliott the rain, right? Oh, that, that's the feature. That's that is the, the feature. feature. And that's my favourite part. She's super fly. Super yeah, duper yeah. fly. There are other bits of it that i'm just not 100 sold on but i enjoyed the way she worked the cape that's my favorite bit yeah i like the cape and uh, it, yeah i it's As just a cohesive not... outfit i'm not 100 convinced okay it's a bit like it's batman it's Millie, missy elliott it's pikachu it's thor yeah is it club kid mm. who knows who knows who knows <laughs> like breast shoulder yeah oh, <laughs> when gosh. rachel zoe Walks, walks in. in the room. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I cannot. Okay. Let's move on to um Vicky. Victoria's gone. Vicky cracked me up when she destroyed the set. Oh she That was absolutely fantastic. Um and she was just like, Oh bloody hell, sorry. She's breaking barriers by yeah. being, you know, the AFAB queen. She's breaking <laughs> barriers. On stage, <laughs> physically. She's just here to break. She's here to yeah. break things. Yeah. 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 Love her. Love her. Break the system. This break is, the set. This is very Club kiddy to me because, you know, it's like it, there's a concept. Um, I get what she is. She's the Millennium Berg, you know, as you described. At the time, everybody thought the Millennium Berg was going to destroy the world. I didn't. But now she's just still here. destroying the city. That's what the Millennium Bugs eventually yes. doing. It's going to destroy RuPaul's Drag Race, Canada Rich, the world set. <laughs> uh, I love this log. It's Alphaba meets um, like a robotic cyborg from that game. Which one? Um, oh, gosh. The, the one that's full of wires, it? but he's typically yellow. Is it a cyborg? I, don't I think you're making things up now. <laughs> Um, uh, to me, I mean, um, it, it's fun. Like she's got the extra arms. There's the LEDs and the wires and the, the kind of circuitry patches that reminds me of um, that look from the Y2K show, actually, that McQueen did for Givenchy. Um, yeah. That's probably what you're thinking of. Uh, tip of my tongue, Tom. You yeah. It. You knew Th- it. That, ha- that was like a plastic bodice with light up elements. So it reminds me of that. 
I think this is really, really fun. Again, this week, I'm not really looking for fashion, I don't think. I'm looking for kind of like concepts and fun and themes and stuff. Mm. And she definitely sold that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love it. This just solidifies her win. We got uh, Silky Nutmeg. Now, this, I'm pretty sure, is a direct copy of one of Miley Cyrus's looks from uh, the VMA's performance. Is it 2015? It is. When all the queens joined her. There's like Laganja, Alyssa, uh, Shangela. It was House of Edwards, basically, wasn't it? Um, I think it's a direct copy, and they, those were made by Bicala, um, who we know have made lots of looks for Gaga, um, various queens like Kylie. Uh, so yeah, um, it's fun. It does give me club kid. It's very bold. It's graphic. Um, it's just really fun. I really like it. Okay, I mean, yeah, the idea is cute, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's nice. It's it's very like a, a po- art poppy, pop arty rather. Yeah, I'd say it's more pop art than from what I understand to be Club Kid. I I think there could be a significant overlap. I think Club Kid it does have like aspirations of artiness. But I think pop art's more like when I think pop art, I think more like Warhol, Liechtenstein. Yeah, then like when you think of the Club Cut, like a, a Club Kids in, for example, like Sasha and mm. um shay in their season when they had club kids mm. even the the cute one that uh peppermint did was still a bit dark cutie mm. okay okay um i think this is really fun i think silky's done a great job i think this looks really good um now raja i'm just trying to take raja's in because i don't think i understand it but maybe that's how she plays into the club kid aesthetic because sometimes it was a bit weird and confrontational and you weren't really supposed to get it and it was just like this artist well then she nailed it on the head with this look i mean i'm getting kind of remember earthworm jim Mm. um also heidi klum's recent earthworm fancy dress outfit bit of that there's like like skinny boo from dragon ball z with that headpiece that she's got on but it's almost like a tally tubby tally tubby tubby that's kind of deflated i mean Um, there's a very like intestinal quality to what's going on as well there it is yeah um i mean this is ah look look at the discussions we're having looking at this piece and like the trousers are kind of made out of a sort of potty pack (laughs) um it's interesting. It's confrontational. Is it my favorite thing Raj has ever worn? No. no. Do I congratulate her for stepping out of the box? Yes. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Okay. Who were the winners? Uh, Victoria. Victoria, absolutely. Uh, because absolutely. Of her performance and, performance her runway. and runway. And then whoever's up there with her is still either Rita or Raja, I would say. If I, if I had to come down to the runway, I would give it to Rita. Rita's runway is better. Yeah. So I would say yeah. Rita was going to be in the top with Victoria because the tiebreaker for me was the runway. Yep. Do us the honours. Who are the top two? So our top two this week are Victoria Scott and Rita Bagger, as, as we, we predicted. Yeah. And the bottom two this week are Silky Nutmeg and Vanity Milan. Rendering Raja safe. She had a lovely chat with Oh, absolutely. Herself. Oh, gosh, yes. the... Don't we all do that? Don't we all talk to ourselves? I talk to yeah. myself all the, the time. The same as people speak to themselves. Yeah. yeah thank you. Because there's nobody more sane to talk to, right? I'm my own best company, mm-hmm. Tom. Um, so who would you cho- I mean it's kind of obvious who I would choose like I would choose Vanity only because 
she was in the bottom last week. This is her second time in a row. Yeah. It makes my job easier for me to send um, you home because you've kind of done this to yourself. Based, but, based on track record alone. Yeah. And I, that is usually how I operate. Um, I, I would keep Silky. I also think Silky was a bit better than Vanity in the acting challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, much as it would sadden me to see our UK representative Vanity go, um, I do think that is what would be fair today. Victoria is doing a good job. I, I she, she may bring it home. She is smashing. Victoria it. has had such a like surge towards the end of the competition. She's been in the top two for the past three weeks. She's a color. She's a killer queen. She's a killer. Uh, okay, so let's um, now let's talk about this lip sync. Let's talk about it indeed. Uh, I found it enjoyable. First of all, I love the song, A yeah. Style Freak. You found it enjoyable. Yeah. Great. You know what? It, I, I, I don't know. You did not find it enjoyable is what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> These are the words that you can't get out. Yeah, I'm just going to close my eyes and just speak my truth. Um, let's start with the Victoria Scorn. I think it was very hard to understand her performance, especially her face with that makeup. Yeah, yeah think that it, was a challenge. I think that really held her back. I really do feel had she got rid of the makeup, um, we would have been able to see a lot more of her performance. That's it's just, almost as though she was performing with a mask on. I couldn't see her eyes. I couldn't see her movement. I couldn't see a lot of it until they went to a close-up. But the majority of the time, they're not in a close-up. Removing her makeup just wasn't doable, though. Uh, yeah. She would have, she, you know, she would have had no makeup. There would have been no time to take off one face and put on another but that's what was holding her back in this performance. Yeah, okay, we couldn't see, we okay. couldn't see your face. Mm. We, we, we couldn't see mm-hmm. the face. Could you remove it, please? <laughs> There's a lip sync for your life. We, we want to see, see your face. What part of that don't you understand? So I think that was something that was holding back um, me really getting into Victoria's performance because I mm-hmm. felt like I wasn't allowed in because of that barrier. And that's just me being honest. It's just you speaking your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she really went for a lot of floor choreography. She uh-huh. was feeling her um, her her lower levels there, and I I really do enjoy that. I really do enjoy it. And she didn't just stand there all the time, although she was there quite a bit. Yeah, um, but yeah. I do love people that use levels and, and mix it up. Um, when I look at Rita, I really enjoyed the moment of her performance when she was being sensual and yeah, sexy. I like that. It was too. such a nice side and it and it worked. She looked gorgeous, she looked sexy, she looked empowered. Yeah, she and looked the, kind of in command, didn't exactly. she? Exactly. Yeah. She was the way she would just slink forward and she went down and played with her hair. Those moments I loved. And then she went into this really silly part near the end where she went on her back and did something with her legs and I'm, it took me out of that sexy illusion. That but then she Rita's came back. tendency to see what she's comfortable with is being silly, isn't it? So I get what you mean. It's like I wish she stuck with the powerful central aspect and not reverted to type because there wasn't a need to do that. I also love that when the rap came on, she had those, you know, the, the hip hop, the glasses. She yeah. had the glasses on and I just thought that was amazing. That she, was great. She danced in a way I didn't know she was capable of. Um, you know, I thought she moved well. So I'm going to say for me, I think actually Rita won this lip sync. Yeah, I, I think I'll give it to Rita. Mm-hmm. I do think the camera really stayed more on Rita and then they give us a chance to really see and enjoy most of 
victorious, but then I guess that's what happens when they've already decided who the winner is. They want to show the best version <laughs> of that person, don't but they? What I saw of Rita, I really enjoyed, though. So If um, I had to yeah. give a winner, it would be Rita, I guess. Should we see what the other judges think? Mm. We say farewell to Vanity. We do. We do. I mean, it's obviously sad to see her go, but based on track record... Can't disagree with Rita's decision there. Oh, yeah. And Rita won the lip sync. Rita won the lip sync. Congratulations, <laughs> Rita. Uh, so now she has a win. Her first win. Her first win. Her second top two. Uh, so we enter the finale with Rita, Raja, Silky and Victoria's gone. If you had to put your money on who will win next week, who was it? It's a lip sync format. It's a lip sync Smackdown format. So the smart so, money's on Silky. Your money's on Silky? The smart money in a lip sync, lip sync smackdown format. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Um, I mean, Victoria Scorn has also... Ra- yeah, you're right. ...won against Silky. And let's not forget, Raja has the re- the world record, the Guinness record for, for yeah. winning a lip sync the fastest. She but, is a great performer. We haven't ha- you know, had the opportunity to see it this season, but she is a great performer. Based on statistics of these queens, Silky has the best lip sync track record. Well, she was given most opportunities to create that, so I don't think that was kind she of fair. She created those opportunities for herself by continually winning. Mm. Tom, so, like even people outside, outside are angry. Way, yeah, hi guys, please. Hi, sorry, no, you know, no autographs right now, guys. Sorry. Meet and greets are tomorrow. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, my money is on Victoria Scorn. My my money is on Victoria. I would Scorn. love to see Victoria win. I think Victoria is going to win. I feel like the main characters of the season have been Victoria and Silky, and they're actually entering with probably the best track records as well. So I, they'd be my personal favourites to win one of those two. Yeah, um, unless they're doing a shenanigan games where it's always was going to be a Canadian in which they will give it to Rita. Mm. Um, well, you know, if ISIS is a uh, T is yeah. that to go by. Yeah. But I do think that Victoria has been dominant throughout the competition. I think she's been the most dominant. Yeah. You're right. And I feel like this is hers to lose. So my bets are on Victoria. You have Silky. I think Raja still got a chance. I really want to see her do well as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone join us for the finale next week yes. on Christmas Eve. It will be oh, Christmas Lord. Eve. Oh, Lord. And I'll be having my first drink then. <gasps> Oh my god! Right, if you decided, yeah, Christmas Eve, one of my first. We're gonna drink. have to record it quite early, aren't we? Yeah, before I, I don't know, I don't know what my tolerance is. I don't know what my tolerance is. It's not you. <laughs> oh gosh, we were watching the acting challenge. Everyone, if you're a Friends fan, you'd know this. There's an, um, a scene where Phoebe is running lines with Joey, and her overacting is just so amazing. You've got to get out of here. Save yourselves. I'm I'm a robot. I'm, I'm just, just a, a machine. Robot, just a machine. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I love that. I love that. Anyway, anyway, join us next week on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll be doing it then. If you're listening to a podcast on Christmas Eve, I mean, come on. <laughs> Do you reckon we could delay it? No, nah, we'll, we'll get it done because I we'll can't. We'll get spoiled otherwise. We'll get, yeah. We're best off just getting it. Just get it done. Yeah. I'll, you know, it's I'll, a burden. We need to get it I'll done. Our gift to you all is, is a podcast for Christmas. But we're looking Christmas forward Eve. to the cannabis is the world finale. Please yes. join us. Uh, so this is Paolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.